0: You are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book recommendations written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books, too. Let's dive in. This is episode 64, and I'm so glad you're here. You can find the links to all the books and anything else I talk about today on our show notes page www.authorskbell.com slash p slash shownotes.html. Welcome back. I (laughs) tried to be really intentional this time and make sure there wasn't quite such a big gap between episodes. So life has still been really chaotic for us. Um, Some things slowed down, but other things ramped up. So it kind of just evened out. We were just talking about this last night and saying oh, it just feels like life is going to just, we just have to accept and embrace that life is going to be really crazy until November. And that's okay. We, you know, this is just one of those seasons and that's where we're at. So haven't been reading as much as I like to read, but I have been reading. So I have some books to talk to you about today, but That's just where we're at. Um, Let's see. What else? Oh, first of all, before we start on that, I did want to share that I'm getting ready to do another episode of your recommendations um, and just your questions, all of that. So I would love to hear from you for the next um, episode. So you can um, do that through multiple formats. Um, You're always welcome to just leave me a message or a comment Um, on social media, however, you know, on the blog, however you like to do it. Um, I also love getting emails from all of you, skbell36 at gmail.com. And then you're also welcome to leave a voicemail for the show. Um, That's my favorite way. I think it's all of your least favorite way, which is fine. Um, So if you choose to do a voicemail for the show, you, um, I, I think it lets you record up to, I think, one minute. So you can just um, go to anchor.fm slash thechristianbookworm slash message. And I would love to um, have you, you know, share your name and the book you want to recommend and tell us a little bit about it or who you think might like it. Um, but you can do, also do all those things through email if that is preferable. And then, yeah, if you have any questions, anything you'd like to chat about, bookish bookish conversation or questions for me, um, my reading life, whatever, um, ask away. I just would like to have your, I want to hear from you guys for the next episode. So that's what I've always said. I really like for the show to not just be me and my personal reading tastes because there are so many different readers out there or different types of readers out there there's lots of genres that I don't necessarily cover there are lots of um, even like within historical fiction there's a lot of time periods and I tend to have my favorites and stick to those a little bit more I try to switch it up here and there but overall there's so many things to cover in a good book and I'm just one person and I'm not going to cover all of them So I would love to hear from you. Tell us about a book that you liked because maybe it's going to be somebody else's favorite book or maybe it's going to be a book that ends up life-changing for someone else. Okay, so there's that. But really, seriously, please, please tell us about a book you've liked or something you want to chat about on the show. Um, Let's see. So, yes, life has been chaotic, so I'm trying to find more time to read again. Right now is actually a great time for me to be reading, but I decided to go ahead and... um, record an episode instead. So here we are. <laughs> and then I also had some exciting news last week. I won a giveaway on Goodreads. So I actually um, did win, I think, in about 2011. So it's it's been about 12 years. <laughs> and I guess that's the track record. But I won uh, Karen Kingsbury's upcoming novel, Just Once, which is really exciting because Karen Kingsbury is my current favorite fiction author, um, which just, you know, of course makes it all the more fun that it's my favorite author at the moment, but also it's her upcoming World War II novel, and World War II is my favorite historical time period to read about. Um, at the moment at least and I've been looking forward to this book since I first found out that it was going to be coming out I think like a year ago so it's it's just very exciting I think I will get it um, later next month later in November and I don't have time for it quite yet anyways but I'm just really excited I'm looking forward to it and of course it just kind of made my day isn't it always nice to get a free book and especially a book you were already excited about So there's your, um, yeah, I've won two Goodreads giveaways now, so they are worth entering. You win approximately once every 12 years. Now, I really felt so certain that I had already talked about this fiction book. So I, I have it on my list of books to talk about on the show, and I thought, oh, that can't be right. I'm sure I've already mentioned it. And so I did a quick search, and I didn't find it. So... Unless something is amiss with the search, I guess I haven't covered this book, which is just crazy to me because I really enjoyed it and I feel like so many different types of readers will enjoy it. So the book is The Words We Lost by Nicole Deese. This is a relatively new release. This came out within the last few months, uh, if I am remembering right. And I am it was sent a review copy and I really liked it. This is the second book I've read by this author and I really liked both of them. So she's now on my list of authors to um, both to watch for her new releases and also I would like to read some of her backlist work. So this one is build like a contemporary romance and it is that. It is a second chance romance but You know that that's not my favorite um, genre. And um, if I am going to read romance, I tend to prefer the, I don't like the new relationships. I know I've said that a million times here, but it's true. Um, So I like probably the friends, I guess it's friends to lovers, the worst word, right? (laughs) I tend to like the friends to lovers trope the most. And then I would say the second chance, which is what this one is. So we have kind of a, it's not a love triangle at all because two of the people in it are cousins. Um, And I'm forgetting the female characters' names, which is terrible, uh, but would make this a lot easier. (laughs) So we have two females who are best friends. And one of them is a writer. So I'm just going to start calling her writer girl (laughs) for the purposes of this episode. So writer girl has a male cousin kind of hangs out and tags along and of course the female friend of writer girl and the male cousin of writer girl end up really hitting it off and kind of falling for each other but something happens which is a um, kind of a mystery you're trying to unravel as you're reading it something happens that ends the friendship between male cousin and female friend so you have Writer Girl is kind of caught in the middle. okay? Because She's still best friends with female friend, and she's still cousins with male cousin, and she understands both sides of the story. Um, so some years later, Writer Girl has passed away, and her manuscript, um, the female friend actually works for the publishing house, and she needs to find this missing manuscript, and her job is on the line. So she has no choice but to travel back to where it all began, where she used to live, and try to uncover and unearth this manuscript. And in the meantime, of course, you're going to see tension and some interesting dynamics between this female friend and the cousin. Okay, But along with this uh, romantic tension element, There are so many other relationships that you get to experience and I love that so much. You know I love to see relationship dynamics played with in a novel and this one does such a great job of that. We see female friendship, we see the cousin element of family, we see parent-child relationships, we see like a family-friend dynamic. There's just so much um, to really get to play with here. And I really appreciated that about it. Um, so if you're a fan of of romance, I think you'll like it. If you're not, but you are a fan of just seeing relationships play out in story, then I think you'll like it. But there's a third type of person who I think will really enjoy this book. And that is the person who enjoys fantasy. The reason is that Writer Girl's storyline um, she's written this like pirate fantasy kind of saga. And you get to see a lot of that play out in uh, snippets throughout the story. And then we also are seeing a new person sharing, a new writer um, sharing her new fantasy story. And so it's kind of, it, you'll feel a little bit like you get to see a bit of that. But you'll also get to see some kind of behind-the-scenes, like the story behind the story elements of um, like fantasy world building. So for that reason, the whole time I was reading it, I was thinking, I think that my fans of fantasy fiction, who also like contemporary fiction, are going to love this book because they'll get to see those little bits and pieces of it. So long story short, whoever you are, there's a decent chance that you're going to like this book just as much as I did. The Words We Lost by Nicole Deese. My nonfiction read is one that had me so excited and passionate and fired up. Always the best kind of book. This is uh, The Powerful Purpose of Introverts by Holly Girth. And the subtitle here is Why the World Needs You to Be You. So, um... There is a introvert, the word introvert in the title, but she has a letter to extroverts who are reading this book because they love some introverts. Um, But just in general, she talks about so many different elements of personality that I just, um, if you're like me and you love personality frameworks and trying to understand the ways that we're all different, I think that you will like this book even if you're an extrovert. There's so much here. I I could go on and on and on, and I'm going to try really hard not to. Um, But just let me just say that my journal is absolutely chock full of notes. And I have sent so many text messages with quotes, and I'm constantly telling my husband, listen to this, listen to this, I have to read this to you. Um, I've gone over some of it with some of my kids. I just This book has been like one of those that just gets you all excited every time you pick it up. There's just like some kind of snippet in here that I'm like, oh man, that was such a cool thing to think about. It it does talk about faith. Um, It's not like a Christian living book. It's more something like a personality framework book written from the lens of a Christian worldview. That's kind of more how I would describe it. I always think books like this are funny because reading reviews... um, Out of curiosity, I saw a few one-star reviews existed, and I thought, oh, that's weird. I wonder what they disliked about it. And so I just read two of them and then just kind of chuckled to myself and moved on because I wasn't really that interested in the one-star reviews. But one person um, essentially said, like, this book is trash. It's garbage. It's ridiculous. Like, you're only going to like it if you're a, a Christian who wants to be preached at. And I see that all the time, and it makes me really sad. So many Christian authors are given negative reviews by someone who is not a believer and didn't realize they were picking up a Christian book and is really mad about it. Um, so I did see a one-star review for that. Basically, I'm secular, and I didn't like that this book is Christian, so I'm giving it a one-star review. And then I also saw a one-star review from a Christian who was like, there's hardly any faith talk in this. It's just like a few Bible verses, and then just talking about personality. Um, so I thought that was really interesting that they came to the same conclusion, but from such completely different places. Um, but I wanted to share that because, and and there are like, I think, four total one-star reviews out of like hundreds. It got some good reviews. Um, but the point is that I always find it interesting. We are all so different in our standards um, and our you know, tastes and our preferences, but in our standards, you know, even as Christians, I see this so much where what one person deems to be wholesome and good and wonderful, another person deems to be lacking and another person deems to be preachy. And and that's just the way it is. So I don't know if that's helpful to anyone, but the point is here, um, I feel like this book does land somewhere in the middle. Like I said, it's not going to be this, like, deeply, powerfully um, theological study of personality as laid out in the Bible. I mean, it's nothing like that. Um, But it's so fun and so interesting and just it made me think a ton and it was just so full of um, just, yeah, awesome, awesome little things that I was examining in myself, that I was talking about with others, and any book that just has me that fired up and excited to talk about it, and I've just got to talk about it with somebody, um, to me, that is a great book. And this is one that I will absolutely revisit, and I hope that at least all of you who are introverts will check it out, but like I said, even even the extroverts among you might get a lot out of this book, The Powerful Purpose of Introverts by Holly Girth. Now, for our children's recommendations today, I mostly just wanted to quickly talk about something I have mentioned before. Um, So I've been rereading Left Behind the Kids by Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye. This is the kids' version of the popular Left Behind series about the rapture, and there are around 40, I think there are 40 books in the series, and I have now read nine of them. So... Um there are definitely like sins shown where you do see people um living sinful lives, but it's overall very mild in description and absolutely not glorified. Um there's definitely some intensity uh, as you can imagine with the subject matter. And of course I know there's going to be controversy about, um, the way the rapture is portrayed, timelines, all of those things that I'm, you know, and it's funny because I am seeing it come up so much now and I'm hearing it come up among people I know even controversy in beliefs about a pre-tribulation rapture versus a a post-tribulation rapture versus there's not going to be exactly a rapture the way, um, we are all picturing, and um, which I I just I don't know like as a basically I was like last year years old <laughs> when I realized that there are different um, different views and different approaches to the end times. So I realize that not everyone will agree with the particular view of um, the rapture, the way that these ones are are laid out, but. Um, What a fast-paced, I'm going to say fun. It's not fun subject matter, but it is fun to read. It's really engaging and exciting and intense, and I want to know how um, it's going to go next. So I definitely read some of these as a kid. I did not read all 40, um, and it's been a long time. started rereading them as an adult, and I think that often they're kind of handed to, like, fifth, sixth graders. They are small, slim books. But intensity-wise and subject matter-wise, I feel like they're better for slightly older kids, like younger teenagers. That's my personal thought on that. Um, So, have they aged well? Um, Mostly, yes. The only issues I've really come across so far um, have been technology-related. So, (laughs) They like the, for example, at some point the kids get their hands on what is essentially like an Apple Watch. It's like a watch that they can text with. Um, But even calling it texting, um, just that wasn't a thing yet when these came out. And then there's also like pagers. Um, But these are like, this is like brand new beta technology that's like totally unheard of as the books are written, of course. So that pretty much is it. I mean, I think that if you're, um, you know, you would want to check these yourself first, but if you're checking them and going, okay, this will be fine, um, then you can just like warn a kid. Oh yeah. By the way, this was written before technology was quite what it is now. Just so you're aware, but, but still anyway. So I did just want to briefly mention these, um, which is not that brief now, (laughs) but, um, yeah, on book nine. So still have a long way to go, but I really am liking them. And I do think that they are um, going to be a fun ride for, um, I don't know, probably like the, like 12, 13, 14 year old crowd. That is my, my guess. But the one I wanted to discuss today is a picture book. Um, What Happens When I Pray by Stormy O'Martian. I have heard her name pronounced a different way as well, but I think O'Martian is how you say it. Um, I've read some adult books by her, and I really like this author, and I really appreciate her views on prayer, and this picture book to me is just a really great way of sharing that with the younger crowd. I would say this one is ideal for maybe like ages like five to eight. Maybe you could go a little younger. Of course, you can always go older with picture books, but they start to lose interest, right? But um, it's really just like a good way to talk about, it opens up discussion. For my family, that's what happened. It just opened up some good discussion about prayer. And again, just like I said with our nonfiction, any book that opens up discussion, gets you excited to talk about a subject, It to me is always that's always a sign of a good book. So, what happens when I pray by Stormy O'Martian? That is our show today, Bookworms. Thank you as always for being here and for listening. When I was praying, I was praying, told God I was about to do one of these episodes. I was praying for all of you, and I asked God to tell me or to show me, like, What I should be sharing in this episode today and I just suddenly instantly had this thought pop into my head that was do not give up hope and I'm personally am not feeling hopeless so I really truly believe that that is something for one of you so whoever you are and wherever you are don't give up hope okay whatever it is that you are fighting through hang in there if you would like to keep in touch between now and the next episode, you can always do that through my blog authorskbell.com. That's probably the best place you can find me. I do have other social media accounts, but I'm not very active on them at the moment. Different seasons lead to different things, right? So I am the Christian bookworm on YouTube. I am authorskbell on the pinterest and twitter and i am sk bell on goodreads again just want to remind you i would really love to hear from you tell me about a christian book you have liked and think other people will like too or if you have any questions or just some fun topic you'd like to hear me chat about on the show let me know you can do that through any of your favorite social media apps you can message leave a voicemail for the show at anchor.fm slash the christian bookworm slash message or if you prefer you can just email me skbell36 at gmail.com i think that's everything i hope you have a great day today bookworms and i hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book see you next time